What's up, everyone? This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil, and you are listening to WNL. You are listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron and Tyler Abair. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 380 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Beyond Pod, Stitcher, Player.fm, all that other good stuff and more. All you have to do is search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Um, no Tyler again this week. That's okay, because he's uh, he's taking care of his beautiful newborn baby Grace, who uh, we welcomed to the world uh, not too long ago. Just a few days, actually. That was a, uh, a fun day uh, at the hospital. So uh, uh, you know, thank you, everyone, for the well wishes for, for Tyler and his, uh, his beautiful new baby. Um, he's getting used to that dad life. So I'm going to be going it alone this week, but that's okay. Uh, luckily, for all the people who are on uh, Facebook Live joining us this week, I get to communicate with you guys. I get to answer some of your questions. I get to address some of your comments as well. So, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. And uh, we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver. We're going to talk about SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown, all that good stuff, and a lot, lot more. So, uh, how you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you've had a great week. Hope you enjoyed uh, all of the amazing wrestling that we got to see over the course of the uh, the weekend and we're going to be uh, talking about all of that but first I'd like to start off with a uh, with a simple congratulations I already congratulated Tyler on his uh, newborn baby but I would like to congratulate Ben our buddy Ben uh, director of wrestling news source uh, WNS is celebrating 12 years online so that's really cool uh, when you think about it it's been a uh, over over a decade of uh, WNS being around, and uh, fortunately for us, we've been involved with it for uh, uh, eight years. Uh, we've been in, we've been part of the uh, the website since December of 2010, so uh, quite a long journey for us as well. As we're uh, getting close to 400 episodes and uh, entering our ninth year of doing the show, um, it's it's fun times. So I just wanted to start the show by congratulating Ben and uh, and everyone who uh, who's participated and contributed to the website and helping it grow it's uh really cool for us to uh to be involved with it uh and welcome patrick uh from germany that's awesome uh how long will i be talking well we've got a lot to cover uh we've got all all of the weekend events to talk about and maybe we'll get a little off course with some of your questions and comments as well so uh feel free to chime in i'll try and address them as i can i don't want to try and get too off topic topic uh, paul from scotland that's awesome uh we'll talk about the shield getting back together as well in just a little bit but i kind of want to do things in order just so i don't lose track and I, I do apologize if uh i don't sound too professional because uh i'm not a professional we've been doing the show for you know a long time but that doesn't make us professionals and uh um you know i didn't get to see every single match i actually during smackdown we had a a major rainstorm so uh my cable went out for a little bit, so I wasn't able to catch all of SmackDown, but uh, I'll do the best I can and get you all uh, recapped on what happened. So kicking things off, excuse me, 
Kicking things off, we'll talk about NXT TakeOver, the first matchup on there. Uh, Undisputed Era going up against Mustache Mountain for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. And I have to say, overall, NXT TakeOver was astounding. The talent went balls to the wall as far as uh, the matches, their performances. It was great. Everyone had a, you know, a, a fantastic match. There was not a bad match on this card. Um the stories were excellently told. Uh, the action was intense. It was a great pay-per-view event. Pay-per-view, if you want to call it that. Uh, if you're not following NXT, I, for one, I don't get to watch NXT as much as I'd like to, but I always tune in for the takeovers because that's going to be the greatest wrestling that you're going to see uh, that WWE has to put out there. Those guys are so hungry to go out there and entertain for the crowd, and they go out and deliver every single time uh, that there is a takeover. But Undisputed Era ended up defeating Mustache Mountain in a great, a fantastic, can't say enough good things about this match in order to retain the tag team titles. Um, I mean, my God, it's going to be... I'm almost afraid that Undisputed Era's time will come for them to get called up to the main roster because you look at teams like Sanity, you look at teams like The Revival, um, the uh, there, there's been so many others that have been called up who were so dominant in NXT, then they get up to the main roster and they just flounder. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping, personally, that they kind of stick around NXT for a while. Um, just so that we get to see them shine a little bit more. Uh, but you can't take anything away from Mustache Mountain. You got to give credit to Tyler Bate. The dude's 21 years old. When I was 21, I had nothing. I wasn't doing anything. This guy is traveling around the world performing for, for all of us and uh, doing a fantastic job in the process. So I uh, got to give credit to to. All of the competitors in this matchup. It was a great match. Uh, highly recommend you go back and check it out. Um, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Gotta love the uh, the tights that said uh, "Call Me Up, Vince." Uh, I did chuckle a bit that uh, that Triple H addressed it and said, "No, no, no, that's not. He's not talking about Vince McMahon. He was talking about someone else. So he's got a buddy named Vince. That's just coincidental." Um, kind of made me chuckle whenever I, I saw that story. But again, the matchup was was really solid. Really good performance from both guys. I was a little bit confused as to who was the heel and who was the face in this matchup uh the crowd sort of i mean obviously they're head over heels in love with velveteen dream so i guess they made him the face in this in this particular going um but again the matchup was really good i enjoyed it velveteen dream ends up getting the victory uh as i feel like he should have um and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Matt Riddle. We got to see Matt Riddle appear on uh, NXT TakeOver, and it had been rumored for a long time that he had uh, signed a contract with WWE, and turns out it, it it is true. If you do not know about Matt Riddle, I highly recommend you do a little uh, research, uh, do a little homework on this guy. Uh, he is a former UFC fighter, but don't let that take anything away from it because he took to the wrestling world like a fish in the water. You know, whatever kind of analogy you want to use, this dude has just talent, charisma. He's got that it factor that the WWE is looking for. Uh, now, obviously, he... Uh, he Kind of likes to party uh, a little bit, uh, going going with the green. Uh, but I'm guessing that he uh, he cleaned himself up and uh, and um, was able to pass the uh, the performance tests. So um, 
Brian, uh, when is Adam Cole going to be brought up? I, I'm like I said earlier, I'm really hoping that he kind of sticks around NXT for a while. He's going to be a top player, but uh, the the main rosters are so crowded right now. Um, I really don't want him to get lost in the shuffle, so I'm okay with him. I'm honestly okay with him staying in NXT maybe a, a whole nother year. Uh, that'll give him a chance to uh, go up after the main title, hold the main title for a while, and then you know whenever he gets defeated, then he'll be on his way out uh, to go up to the main roster. But uh, but who knows? We'll see. Um, let's see. So, yeah, Matt Riddle, do some homework on this guy because he's going to be a star in the making. I was fortunate enough to meet him in San Antonio. Uh, was it January this year? Whenever – I forget. Man, I'm getting so lost in my years. Whenever the Royal Rumble was in San Antonio, that was uh, whenever I got to meet Matt Riddle. And he is the nicest and one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, just, like I said, just full of charisma, super nice guy, and, uh, and we'll see uh how he does on nxt his his abilities in the ring are incredible um speaking of incredible ricochet versus adam cole for the north american championship uh holy crap can't say enough about this matchup either the uh the springboard into the super kick oh my god how crazy was that to see uh the accuracy even in slow motion it just how did he connect that kick it was crazy to see um the matchup it was so good it started off a little slow quickly picked up steam i like the trash talking from adam cole i like the the resiliency from ricochet and ricochet uh ended up getting the victory becoming the new north american champion so uh i really can't say enough good things about this this pay-per-view so you kind of have to go back and and watch it if you missed if you missed an xt takeover this is the one thing you need to watch uh the whole thing not just this match the whole takeover so go back and uh and go back and relive that or watch it for the first time uh Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler uh NXT Women's Championship on the line I felt like they told they told excuse me they told uh they told a really good story um uh, Shayna Baszler doing a lot of offense um just sadistic working on the uh the fingers the arms the like everything that she did uh Kyrie Sane taking all the punishment managing to get uh, a couple glimmers of hope and uh, ended up working out for her as she defeated Shayna Baszler to become the new uh, NXT Women's Champion. And last but not least, you have to talk about Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. Uh, I said it last week, it's kind of fitting that um, Aleister Black was taken out of the of the equation. Uh, not to say that he wouldn't have done a fine job in a triple threat match or a one-on-one versus Tommaso Ciampa, but this feud deserved a third match. This feud deserved what we got. Um, although I do have to critique it a little bit. It's it's out of the three, it's not my favorite. Um, it was a great match. It was very solid. I just, for me, the last man standing match just it just stretches the match out way too far because you're constantly having to wait for him to, to count to eight, count to nine. Oh, he stood up at the last second. Um, for me, that just I don't know. It it just takes away from it sometimes because you like to see the action be quick. You like to see the action uh, be fast and uh, and brutal. Can we talk about brutal? This matchup was that indeed. Um, I was kind of shocked with the ending that they went with. 
not I didn't have an issue with the with the knee strike going off the stage, hitting the box, and that's what cost him the match. Um, personally, for me, upon looking back at it, I would have liked to have seen Tommaso actually duck out of the way of the knee, which caused him to go crashing into the uh, the stage equipment, and then he kind of looks down at Johnny as he's struggling. Watch him watch uh champa laugh you know do an evil laughter <laughs> you know i got out of the way and look what happened to you and then he stands up proudly yeah you know you you tied me up just five feet to the to the side that you shouldn't have if you would have been you know five feet over then uh then there's no way i could have been able to get up in time but um other than that this feud is the best thing that's going in wwe right now it is one of the strongest um feuds and I feel like they did the the injury I don't I don't believe that this is an, a legit knee injury uh, I feel like they might be selling this to um, cool it down a little bit give this give these two some time away from each other and have a reason uh, for them not to be fighting so I feel that Tommaso will have his matchup with Aleister Black whenever he returns and then Maybe around WrestleMania time, by the time that next takeover comes up, we'll see Johnny Gargano return and probably defeat Tommaso to become the NXT champion. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, all in all, I mean, NXT TakeOver does what it does best, and that is put on some amazing matches. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend go check it out. Um, it's it's a lot easier to watch than, than some of the WWE main roster product i'll tell you that much uh but speaking of the main roster we do have SummerSlam to talk about i didn't get to catch the uh the kickoff matches um but what do you really miss i mean andrade cian almas and Zelina vega end up defeating rusev and lana uh cedric alexander defeats drew gulak to retain the cruiserweight championship to be honest i haven't watched 205 live in a number of weeks and uh i don't know it's just i just haven't gotten around to it um the B team end up defeating the Revival to retain the t uh, Raw Tag Team Championship. So congratulations to them. And that kind of plays into uh, what happens on Raw, uh, as we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we kick the card off with uh, Seth Rollins going up against Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, this was a very hot opener. The crowd was definitely into it. Dean Ambrose doing his job, keeping Drew McIntyre at bay. And uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, trying to cause the distractions, but was thwarted. And the uh, crowd was hot for it. The matchup was solid. Uh, Seth Rollins ends up getting the victory and becomes the new intercontinental champion and i know there are a lot of people speculating and rumoring and hoping that uh we were going to see a dean ambrose heel turn was not to be this time so uh you know it is what it was and actually we found out on on raw as to why uh dean ambrose did not turn heel so we'll talk about that in a little bit and brian uh to your comment about 205 live just needs to end i'll actually disagree with you on that because there's a lot of talented uh, people on that roster um i feel like they are just put on the wrong time slot uh and i've discussed this several times on the on the podcast over the months maybe even the past year or so uh i really feel that it would do solid if they would add 205 live to the time slot right after nxt i feel like more people would tune in to the network if you got to see two out because people are always complaining you know put nxt at two hours put it at two hours um 
So I feel like that would be a great way to incorporate it. You put in it, you first off, you move 205 Live away from the live arenas, you put it back at full sale. So you have NXT and uh, 205 Live being recorded at Full Sail University, so that way the crowds are well aware of, of all the competitors. So you have NXT for the first hour, 205 Live for the second hour. You can have uh, cross-promoting matches. You can have the UK title involved until NXT UK starts, which should be fairly soon. I think they said that the, uh, the women's UK title will be uh, determined this weekend, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I feel like if they were to add it, right behind nxt i feel like that would do really solid uh more people would tune in for it and i feel like it'd be more successful because look at look at how well received the cruiserweight classic was whenever it happened on the wwe network people loved it they ate it up they loved the story they loved it and it was intimate because the crowd was smaller and they were able to follow the characters because it was all in one building um whereas whenever you go to not necessarily Chicago, but whenever you go to a small town, um, you have the parents and the kids who maybe don't watch those shows on the network, and this is a network-exclusive show. So they come out, and they're like, all right, I stuck around past SmackDown, and now I'm watching these guys who I've never seen before. So I feel like it would be a lot better if they were to put 205 Live on uh on the network after NXT. That's just my thoughts. Um, so we got to see the New Day going up against the Bludgeon Brothers for the uh, SmackDown Live uh, Tag Team Championship. And uh, actually during this matchup, it's been reported that Rowan suffered an injury and it was later confirmed he had a right bicep tear. And uh, that is not pleasant, not a pleasant injury. He is actually going to be out for the next roughly six months. Uh, and he's scheduled to have the surgery this week if he hasn't already. So you certainly uh, hate to see that. You hate to see anybody go down with an injury, and uh, hopefully he can come back and uh, recover and be at 100% in no time. Uh, but the New Day ends up getting the victory via disqualification. Uh, I thought it was a solid matchup. It was uh, entertaining, and they drove the Bludgeon Brothers to the point where they said, all right, screw this. We just want to beat you down. Uh, quick matchup from Braun Strowman defeating Kevin Owens to retain the, uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase. And uh, we all thought that it was going to come into play a little bit later on. Uh, but it did not, unfortunately. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, after that, we got to see the triple threat match. Carmella, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Live Women's Championship on the line. Uh, you got to give a little credit to Carmella. She was able to hold her own uh, with two veterans uh, like your, uh, your Charlottes and your Becky Lynch. Um, but... The, the story went with uh, Charlotte getting the victory and um, a highly speculated and uh, I think much anticipated heel turn for, for Becky Lynch. Um, after the matchup, Charlotte, you know, hugged Becky Lynch and then Becky just said, no, I've had enough and went berserk on, uh, on Charlotte. Uh, the crowd went nuts for it. They ate it up. They loved it. I got to admit, I loved it too. Um, and one of the things that I, that I saw is I was a bit confused. I, I was with the way that the crowd responded to it. I kind of would have expected on SmackDown for yes, have Becky Lynch have that fire in her in her personality, have that passion, and and be angry and be mad. But I kind of thought that they would have brought Charlotte out and be the heel. 
just because of how positive of a reaction she got, uh, Becky got from the crowd. Um, but they did not. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so Charlotte becomes the seven-time women's champion. So congratulations to her. She's catching up to uh, to uh, Trish Stratus. Trish. Oh my God, I can't talk. Trish Stratus. Uh, after that, we got to see my favorite match on the card: Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Uh, and I'll tell you why. This one it started off slow. It picked up the pace, and uh, this was a brutal match it was great i loved it it started off with the kicks from some uh from aj styles using his speed to get away from samoa joe uh samoa joe just being absolutely brutal i mean if you see if you were to get hit by someone like samoa joe the way that aj styles got hit i'm not saying that you would do the backflip and all the stuff that he does during his match but you would definitely feel it the next morning he he put a hurting on aj styles um the kick from the uh, the turnbuckle that caused AJ to take the tumble, and then he threw him into the stairs. Uh, you know, AJ Styles got a, a little gash on the side of his head from that at one point. I think it was for whenever he hit the stairs, but uh, I mean, it was personal. It was it was bloody, so you gotta like that. It was uh, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it, um, and I'm okay with a DQ finish. I really am because. Uh, they told the story. They had AJ Styles' uh, wife and his daughter uh, ringside. I even chuckled a bit um, whenever AJ Styles, after the match, went over to his wife and his daughter was like, Daddy, you're bleeding. Like, you know, the the innocence of children uh, not knowing all of what's going on. So, uh, But it was a really good matchup, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Um the match that had been so hyped for so long and everyone had wanted to see it. I, I got to be honest, I was a little disappointed in this match. Um, the crowd, I guess, tired from the uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles match. I feel like maybe if they had switched places, uh, would have gotten a different reaction. Um, I don't know. There, it was, there was just something off. It didn't, it didn't really sit well. Um, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't what I had hoped that it would be. Maybe I've set my anticipation bar a little too high for that one. But um, but Miz ends up getting the victory after uh, Maurice handed him some brass knuckles or a uh, foreign object that he used to hit Daniel Bryan and, uh, and get the win. But I did, I did like appreciate the story that, uh, that Miz told on SmackDown uh, this past week where he said, uh, you know, for, for weeks, for months, for a year, Daniel Bryan has been telling everyone how much he wanted to punch me in the face, and then he finally got the chance. But all it took was one punch from The Miz to put him down. So uh, I thought that was really, uh, really well done. Uh, but The Miz does end up getting the victory. After that, we got to see Baron Corbin come out. And hey, we got to see the return of the demon Finn Balor. It's been a while since we saw him on our uh, programming, and the crowd went absolutely nuts for it. Um, I thought it was a nice surprise. Um... I don't know if it was necessary because normally he brings out the demon whenever someone's pushed him to his absolute limit and he just has to get that win. Um, I don't know if Baron Corbin had done that, but we got to see the demon and the crowd went nuts and I, I was pretty happy to see that. Uh, ended up being a quick match with Finn Balor getting the win. So yeah, not too much. Uh, Patrick, yes, I am watching Miz and Mrs. believe it or not. As someone, if you've followed the show, you know how 
anti-reality show WWE programming I am. I do not watch Total Divas. I do not watch Total Bellas. Uh, but I've been watching Miz and Mrs. and I actually enjoy it. Uh, I feel like they on that show they they come off very very real for uh, reality TV, and uh, I'm enjoying the show. So after that, we got to see Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Jeff Hardy for the uh, United States Championship. And this matchup, it was okay. The um, the Swanton Bond onto the apron was absolutely sick. I thought that Hardy did some legit damage to himself because um, he fell to the floor. Shinsuke kind of went to move him, and Hardy wasn't really moving that much. Uh, I kind of... Wondered if he did some like nerve damage or something like that because he was slow to get up and uh, it it led to the finish eventually. But uh, I was kind of I was a little concerned for uh, for Hardy there for a moment. Um, but Shinsuke Nakamura ends up getting the victory uh, after the match. Randy Orton comes out and he does this thing where he goes up to the ring and then he kind of turns around. I was like, Nah, I'll attack him later. So that was very strange, very odd. Um, Raw Women's Championship match. Bliss, Rousey, this match. Um, people are going to give Ronda Rousey a lot of meh for uh, for being so new to the WWE. I mean, it's like her fifth match uh, on, on television. I got to say, having watched the women's division for the past several years before Bailey and Sasha Banks were called up before, uh, you know, Charlotte and Becky Lynch and all of them. Uh, the women's matches were not good. I'm just going to say it. I'm probably going to get a little slack for it, but uh, they were not that great. They never got a chance to really shine. There were a couple moments where some of the women's matches had some moments where you're like, oh, okay, like with your Natalia's, your Be- uh, your Beth Phoenix's, your Michelle McCool's, you had you had some good female wrestlers out there, but some of them just did not put forth an effort. I mean, the, you watch them hit the ropes, and it's just like, eh, you know, like they they barely even touch the ropes. It just felt like they didn't take it seriously. Um, you can tell that Ronda Rousey is taking it seriously. I I know she'll probably um get told, hey, you know. Keep it keep it a little quiet whenever you're calling the spots. Uh, you know, don't don't ask Alexa Bliss if if she's ready or not. Just go ahead and and do the move. Um, but I gotta say, Ronda Rousey is taking this seriously. She's doing very well, um, and I'm enjoying her matches. She became the uh, the Raw Women's Champion, and I know a lot of people are gonna have gripes about that. It's, you know, there are people that have been there for so long, but you have to think of it this way: Ronda Rousey is a major draw. Whether you, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, I mean, I was sitting in a building not too long ago, and there was a commercial for, for Twizzlers, and there's Ronda Rousey. I'm like, that's that's the reason why they got her, because she is she's a big name, she's a big draw, and, uh, you know, that's that's why they got her, and she's taking it seriously. So um, you got to appreciate that. Um, she's, not this, she's not just there to, for, a, for a paycheck. She's putting in the work and putting in the matches. So I got to... I gotta, Respect that. Um, and that takes us into the main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. The match that everyone wanted to see. Right? No. Uh, this was... <laughs> I think uh, everyone was kind of mentally checked out of this uh, of this match. And I got to give Vince McMahon some credit on this one. Because he found a way to get the crowd interested in this match. When 
they were getting ready to just boo all over it. They had, uh, you know, and I listened to a little bit of Dave Meltzer and uh, I guess it's Brian Alvarez. Hope I'm saying that right. Um, I listened to them critique this match a little bit and they did say something that I agree with. And, uh, and that is everyone was expecting Braun Strowman to come out after the match. So what did they do? They have him come out before the match begins and say, okay, here he is. So you're not going to be chanting during the match. We want Braun or we want Strowman, whatever it is, because there he is. He's standing right there. He's waiting in the wings. Uh, this match did not go long because they knew that the crowd, again, was not going to be interested in it. So they had a quick matchup. The Money in the Bank briefcase holder was right there. And uh, so it was a quick match. Uh, Strowman got taken out, and Roman got the win. So it was a quick match, did what it needed to do, and it made it to where, you know, like they said on the uh, on their show, it's sort of a bait and switch. Like, you're like, okay, you know, Braun Strowman, he's going to cash in. He's going to become the new Universal Champion. Well, he gets taken out. So that option's now gone. So what are you going to do? Well, Roman gets the win, and roll credits. We're off. We're out of here. Um, so before the crowd can even react and understand what happened, uh, you know, show's over. Roman Reigns is your new champion. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about this matchup because, you know, it's, it was Superman punches and spears and whatever else. Um, so yeah, I mean, at least we can finally say that the feud is over. Thank God. Roman Reigns finally slayed the beast. He finally became universal champion. Uh, and I know a lot of people might be upset that he is champion and they they're wanting Braun Strowman to, uh, to cash in. Uh, and I did see a comment that someone said that it was, uh, it's fine for Roman to be champion right now, because if he's not the champion, then he's going to be chasing the champion, which means he's going to be in all the main event pay-per-views, all the you know all the matches. It's going to be involved about the championship. He's going to be there. So just let him be champion for a while. Let him hold it. It'll be okay. It's just a down period. <laughs> you know, Braun Strowman's still in the wings. Uh, he's still got the Money in the Bank briefcase, and uh, you know maybe one day he'll get the uh, the championship opportunity, um, and then Roman Reigns can go back to doing whatever it is Roman Reigns needs to do. So, uh, so that pretty much wraps up SummerSlam. All in all, it was okay. It wasn't that great. I mean, it wasn't like fantastic. It was one of those things where you're like, oh my God, you got to watch this. Um, but there were some solid matches, some solid moments. Um, and uh, yeah, it was okay. Let's see. Going into Raw. Uh, and Patrick, we'll, uh, we'll talk about your, uh, your question on if the shield is heel now or not in, uh, in just a little bit, uh, we kick things off. Roman Reigns comes out and, um, basically says, you know, I want to be a fighting champion, which you can respect. Uh, I want to be able to defend this title and, uh, I want to give the opportunity to, uh, to Finn Balor who lost the title and was never really given an opportunity. And I got to give him credit for that, whether it be the writers or, you know, his character saying that I thought that was, I thought that was really solid. Um, because Finn Balor for a long time has been saying I lost the universal championship and I never got a rematch. I never got a chance. So it's like, okay, here's your chance. So, um, Finn Balor comes out and accepts, uh, of course, Baron Corbin comes out. Hey, you don't make the matches. So Kurt Angle comes out and says, well, I do make the matches and we're going to make that happen. And I'm going to put you in a match with Bobby Lashley and the crowd went 
Yay. It's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley versus Baron Corbin. Yay. Um, they did not care about Bobby Lashley one bit. And I feel like they had their opportunity with Bobby Lashley and they missed. Uh, and they missed whenever they gave the opportunity to Roman Reigns. Uh, had it been Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, I feel like the crowd would have been a lot more invested in Bobby Lashley. But they went with the typical, let's give Roman the end of his story arc. Uh, let's give him his chance. And, uh, you know, here we are now. Uh, so the crowd didn't care about this matchup. Nor should they. There's no backstory. There's no reason to it. Um, Bobby Lashley ends up defeating Baron Corbin. And the crowd was like, okay, yay. Um, after that, we got to see Paul Heyman approach Kurt Angle asking for the uh, for the contractually obligated rematch. And he would like to see it happen at Hell in a Cell. Uh, Kurt Angle said, hey, we're in Brooklyn. Forget about it. Not anytime soon. That's not happening. Uh, so this is a way for them to write Brock Lesnar off have him off TV for a while uh, so that he can focus on the UFC. Probably see him reemerge around WrestleMania time if they decide to bring him back, if he decides to, to work with them some more. Uh, I guess it all depends on how his UFC fight goes uh, next year. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Riot Squad going up against Ember Moon, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Uh, nothing really to take away from the matchup. Riot Squad end up getting the victory. We got to see uh, Triple H come out and cut a cut a promo on The Undertaker about their upcoming match in Australia. Their one last match, they talked about the end of the era and how it's not the end of an era. Um, I don't know. Do, do y'all have interest in watching Triple H versus Undertaker? I kind of don't. I'm okay with them. I was really expecting the end of an era to be the end of an era. But, you know, like they say, never say never in WWE. So... Looks like we get one last match in Australia. My God. After that, we got to see Dean Ambrose going up against Dolph Ziggler. So we got to see the uh, the return match for Dean Ambrose. Looking jacked, looking in great shape. Uh, Dean Ambrose ends up getting the victory over Dolph Ziggler. So congrats to him. The crowd was, was hot for it. Uh, after that, we got to see Elias cutting a promo, get interrupted by... Uh, by Kurt Hawkins. The crowd was certainly behind Kurt Hawkins, even though he has a record of 218 losses and zero wins. So he went up against Elias and added loss number 219. So Elias got the win on that one. Uh, after that, we got to see Authors of Pain going up against Titus Worldwide. And uh, it did not go well for, for the worldwide Titus folks. Um, Authors of Pain getting a quick win. Titus was frustrated backstage, and it kind of seemed like uh, uh, they were putting Dana and uh, Apollo kind of close to one another, so maybe we'll see uh, an eventual split with uh, with Apollo and Dana going one way and Titus going the other. Um, we got to see the presentation of the championship to Ronda Rousey with Stephanie McMahon having all the ladies at ringside. And uh, um, as far as storytelling there was really no need to do this there was no reason to have ronda attack stephanie mcmahon there was no reason to even have stephanie mcmahon on tv this week um but as far as like a role model perception perception i thought it was really solid for for ronda rousey um because she came out there and stephanie had everyone at ringside and uh ronda said why are y'all 
ringside? Why don't y'all get in the ring? Why don't y'all stand up and be equal to me? Like, I'm not above you guys. We're all in this together. We're in the same division. We're equals. Um, you know, Stephanie is trying to hold y'all to a lower level. I, I think we should all be together. I thought that was really good. Um, I don't know if everyone caught that, but, you know, I thought it was really good. Uh, then Ronda Rousey said, you know, I'm not just here to break people's arms just for the fun of it. I only do it to those who deserve it, who then proceeded to attack Stephanie McMahon, put her in the arm bar, and, you know, it was what it was. Uh, after that, Scott Dawson went up against Bo Dallas. Quick matchup, Scott Dawson gets the win. Then uh, Curtis Axel said, hey, Dash Wilder, get in this ring because we're not done. And uh, Dash Wilder proceeds to beat Curtis Axel. So then they got on the mic and said, well, you may have beaten us singly, you know, in singles competition, but we're still the tag team champions. So I don't know. The mid card for WWE is not that. Or Okay. You've got the Intercontinental Championship, which is fine. That one's okay with Seth Rollins. Uh, you got Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Those guys are focusing around that, that particular title. The other stuff, the Titus Worldwide, the Authors of Paint, like the tag divisions, not that solid. Not that great right now. Um, definitely low point on Raw right now. Um, hopefully they can get a few things in gear. Um, let's see. We got a backstage segment with Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin, and uh, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie puts Kurt Angle on a sabbatical, saying you need some time off, you need to recharge, and we're going to put Baron Corbin in charge. He's going to be the temporary general manager of Monday Night Raw. Who cares about this? Uh, if they're just trying to get go-away heat, I feel like that's going to be successful. Um, if they're trying to get heat on Baron Corbin, I feel like that'll be successful. If they're trying to put on an entertaining product, I feel like they're failing. Um, supposedly, Kurt Angle's taking some time off so that he can shake off the ring rust and get ready to return to the ring, so maybe we'll see a matchup with him fairly soon. Maybe Survivor Series, if I had to guess. Um, and that took us into the main event, Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Uh, good action from both guys. Pretty solid matchup. Uh, Braun Strowman came out to sort of make his presence known, but Roman Reigns ended up pinning uh, Finn Balor. Uh, Braun Strowman attempted to cash in, but Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins came out and attacked. So they reformed the shield and put Braun Strowman through the uh, through the announce table with the triple power bomb. So now we know why that Dean Ambrose did not turn heel, uh, at least did not turn on Seth Rollins. Now the question is, is the shield heel? Because you have to think that Braun Strowman is one of the most popular if not the most popular members of the Raw roster, if not the entire roster. Um, the crowd went absolutely nuts whenever he tried to cash in. So this was their this was their way, the crowd's way of saying, yes, thank you, please, we want Braun Strowman as our champion. Um, so then you have the Shield come out and take out Braun Strowman. It's a pretty heelish thing, but you also have to think, well... You know, we're brothers in arms, so we got to watch each other's back. So, the question lies, is the shield heel? And I will say, they might do heelish things, but they are not going to portray them as heels. Um, they might have a little cocky attitude. Yeah, we're bad. This is our yard. You know, no one messes with us. 
but they're not going to be heel. They're not going to be going up against good guys. Um, they're just making sure that Roman keeps the title for a while. Um, and you have to think, you know, they just put out a whole bunch of Shield merchandise, so that's one of the reasons. Um, you know, they want to try and cash in on that, get a little money going their way. But I don't think that the Shield is heel. Could it be? Absolutely. Should it be? Probably. I feel like now that Roman finally has what he's sought for for so long, uh, it would be a good idea to go ahead and turn him heel and say, you know, I've said it for years. This is my yard. Here's the proof. Anyone want to try and come up and stop me? You know, good luck. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. So we get to see the the shield, and uh, but I'll be honest. The first thing that went through my head whenever they they used the shield to attack Braun Strowman was, uh, man, they will go to any lengths to get the crowd to cheer Roman Reigns because the the crowd went nuts for the Shield reunion. But you have to think, are they cheering the Shield or are they cheering Roman? Because more than likely, they're cheering the Shield. If you can recall from the last time that the uh, the Shield reunited, they would show Dean Ambrose on screen, fans would cheer. They'd show Seth Rollins, they would cheer, then they'd show Roman Reigns and they'd boo. So I feel like they're trying to get the crowd unknowingly to cheer for Roman Reigns by saying, yeah, he's part of the Shield. Yay, Shield. It's like, well, you're cheering for Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, but he's he's in the Shield, and that's cool. That's a cool thing, right? So, I don't know. I don't think that they're going to be heel. Maybe they will. I hope so, but I don't think so. Uh, so that pretty much does it for Raw. Going over to SmackDown, uh, we kick things off with The Miz and Maurice in the ring. And uh, Miz mocking Daniel Bryan's retirement speech. And I don't know how many in the crowd really caught on to what he was saying because his delivery was word for word what Daniel Bryan's retirement speech was. Um, But whenever he said, I have to retire, the crowd went nuts. I'm like, you guys, you've fallen for that. Um, But he said, you know, I'm retiring from Daniel Bryan. I don't have to deal with him anymore. Excuse me. Throat's drying up. Hard to talk for uh, for so long. Um, Dana Bryan comes out, calls him a coward. You're a coward, you're a coward, you're a coward. And uh, I just knew that you would cheat to, to get the win. Um, and then blah, 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 words, words, words. Um, Maurice told Dana Bryan to go home and go be go be a dad and you should change your name to Daniel Bella and then bring you uh Brie Bella's music hit I'm not going to sing it cuz I absolutely hate it. So she came out and um Maurice got out of the ring and Brie went up and just decked Miz. So uh so that was pretty interesting. Uh Daniel Bryan announced that at Hell in a Cell there will be a uh, a match between Miz and Daniel Bryan, but that's not all. It's going to be Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. So I mean, you kind of figured that match was going to happen eventually. I just didn't know it was going to happen so soon. Um, first matchup on the card, Randy Orton going up against Jeff Hardy. And uh, this matchup ends in a disqualification after a low blow from Jeff. Uh, uh, Randy Orton did that thing where he put his fingers in the in the ear gaps from, uh, from Jeff. And um, Jeff Hardy just decided, well, no, I've had enough. So I'm just going to kick you in the balls, get disqualification. Uh, disqualified and uh, and then I'll attack you after the match, which he certainly did, uh, delivering a swanton from the uh, state. Well, not the staging area, but the side area 
with all the equipment. Um, so that pretty much took Randy Orton out. So we'll have to see what happens as uh, as things progress. We'll probably see a, a matchup at Hell in a Cell. Uh, Peyton Royce defeats Naomi. Quick matchup. Nothing really to take away from it. Uh, we got to see Becky Lynch come out and cut one of the greatest promos that I've ever seen her do in her uh, WWE career. Um, even calling out the crowd. The crowd was solidly behind her, and she came out and was like, no, you know what, you guys? Um, y'all y'all sold out. Um, even though Even though I... Wanted a singles match, and I'm the great, I'm the greatest uh, competitor out there right now. You guys still wanted to see Charlotte. You guys cheered whenever she won. So, no, I don't really care what you guys have to say. Um, this led to Charlotte coming out and basically saying, you know, you're gonna, this is what's gonna break up our friendship. This this belt, this title, and uh, Becky Lynch is pretty much, you're damn right. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So they uh, they ended up brawling, had a pull apart brawl. Gotta love that, and. Um, I like the intensity. I like where this feud is going. I love the the promo from Becky Lynch, and uh, I'm looking forward to more more from it. But uh, like I said earlier, I'm kind of confused that they didn't just have um, Charlotte go heel, then have Becky Lynch be heel. Like she could have just been on the frustrated person who's had enough. Uh, we got to see a uh, SummerSlam rematch, as we tend to on the uh, the nights after a pay per view. Rusev and Lana going up against Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. This time, Rusev and Lana getting the victory after Andrade was going to try and get a chair. And uh, Aiden English appeared from out of nowhere to take the chair away, causing a distraction. Rusev got the victory. So congratulations on that. Uh, after that, we got to see AJ Styles address Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe came out and, uh, and attacked him, put him to sleep. And uh, this story is going to continue. And I, for one, am very happy by that. And uh, I'm looking forward to this feud continuing. I'm hoping that they get a Hell in a Cell match at the next, at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So we'll have to see. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the uh, the live feed. Um, after that, we got to see the main event. New Day going up against the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. This was a no-disqualification match. And... Um, Earlier in the night, they showed Big E getting taped up on his ribs after he was attacked from uh, from SummerSlam, and so he basically came out during the entrance and then went backstage um, to leave Kofi and Xavier uh, all by themselves to go up against the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, really good matchup, good performance by all the guys. You have to give credit to uh, to Rowan because he performed with a torn bicep, right bicep. Um, so, like I said, he's going to be out six months up to six months, uh, and the surgery's happening happening this week if it's not already happening. Excuse me. So all in all, it was a really good week for wrestling. Um, some really good matches. Like I said earlier, if you uh, did not see NXT TakeOver, I would highly recommend it. Um, some good matches from SummerSlam, some good moments from Raw, some good moments from SmackDown as well. It was pretty good. I'm looking looking forward to seeing what happens next, uh, especially in the uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe feud, uh, the Shield and Braun Strowman feud, um, uh, and, and many others. So it's going to be uh, an interesting few weeks leading up to Hell in a Cell. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of looking forward to All In. Uh, I'm planning on uh, getting the pay-per-view 
a little bit later on down the line when we get closer to the actual date. So uh, should be worth checking out if you guys haven't already. Uh, they did say something about uh, Ring of Honor. If you're part of their VIP club, um, you can either, depending on the status of your membership, you can either get a discount or it can be absolutely free. So if that's something you're interested in, if you're a big fan of Ring of Honor, you might want to look into investing a little bit of cash into that membership and you can get all in included. So really cool. Um, let's see, going into the hot topics, uh, Alberto El Patron in the news, he's backed out of Triple Mania, claiming that he hasn't received his agreed upon deposit from AAA. And uh, the first thing that went through my head whenever I saw that was the charity event that uh, Tyler and I got to go to a few years back that had him advertised. He was going to be one of the main players, and uh, he no-showed it. Just, oh, the little things happened, and I wasn't able to make it. Sorry. Um, so this isn't this isn't really anything new for him to, to not make a show. Um, but now it's just like, oh, well, now they're, they're just not paying me. So I don't know, whatever. Um, Good news if you're a Netflix fan, if you're a fan of the uh, Netflix show Glow, they have been renewed for a third season. I still need to get over there and uh, watch season two, so maybe I'll do that uh, over the weekend or sometime soon. Um, final bit of hot topic news that I have for you guys, Matt Hardy uh, is apparently interested in other options whenever his contract expires in March. Uh, he was backstage do sort, sort of uh, producing SummerSlam sort of taking a backstage role. Uh, so I know he's sort of trying it out, I guess, seeing if it vibes with him, how it fits with him, see if he's interested in even doing that, or if he wants to go elsewhere whenever his contract expires. Um, so we'll have to see what the future holds for uh, for Matt Hardy. Uh, in video game news, um, not a whole lot going on. I've I know Tyler usually likes to talk about video games, but becoming a new father might change a little bit of that. Uh, so I've I've completely purchased or pre-ordered and fully paid off the uh, WWE 2K19 Woo edition. Uh, so we're gonna do an unboxing on the show whenever whenever that uh, finally drops. It should be really cool, really fun. I really want to check out that. Uh, Hall of Fame ring. I want to see if it's any comparison to my uh, my Houston Astros championship ring, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I'll have that. I'll have two rings to be wearing. Uh, three rings, if you count, you know, kind of important wedding ring. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. I've already gotten Super Smash Bros. for the Switch uh, paid off as well. And uh, WWE Supercard. If you haven't been playing Supercard, it's really fun. It's kind of addicting. So... Buyer beware on that one, um, but it's a lot of fun. It helps kill time whenever you whenever you're looking forward to it. Um, like I said last week, I've uh, recently been offered and accepted a uh, a new position. Um, I'm going to be starting my not, um, a new job on uh, September 4th. So hopefully, uh, once I get my sleep schedule adjusted and and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, it shouldn't affect the show too much. I know Tyler will be back to a normal schedule. You know, he's gotten his sleep schedule down with the baby and everything like that. So he'll be back in no time. And then uh, my hours are going to be like Thursday through Sunday, um, 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. So I'm going to be working 410s, which is going to give me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. Uh, but I'm going to have to be going to bed super early. So I'm going to have to watch Raw, SmackDown, all that 
all that stuff like the following day. So hopefully it won't affect the uh, the podcast in any way other than maybe we do the show around this time. We do the show a little earlier in the day um, as opposed to later in the evening. So like once Tyler gets off of work, he comes over here, we'll do the show and then we'll, you know, go do our normal routine from there. Uh, but other than that, shouldn't have too many effects, hopefully. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and it should be a new chapter in my life. Um, but, again, just wanted to let you guys know what's coming down the pike. Down the pike! Yeah! Um, and I certainly want to thank everyone for, for tuning in this week. I know it's a, another one-man show, but hopefully Tyler will be back sooner. Maybe maybe one more week. We'll see how he's feeling, um, see how comfortable he is, and then uh, we'll have Tyler back, and I can give my voice a little rest. I don't know if you can hear, but it's drying out, and it's getting a little cracky. So, uh, croaky, whatever. So, I uh, want to appreciate everyone. I want to say thanks for, uh, for all the well wishes for Tyler. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. And, uh, you know, feel free to comment on our podcast page. Uh, feel free to join our WNS podcast group where we do all kind of cool polls and questionnaires and stuff like that. And we like to uh, check it out. If you happen to be interested in purchasing a shirt, we do have some available. Just go to the WNS podcast Facebook page and click the shop now button that we have up there. And it'll take you to our website. We have uh, all kind of cool designs. Uh, well, I think we have like four designs, four, maybe five. Uh, and you can customize the color of shirt that you want. You'll get a, a white white mask uh, shirt with a whatever kind of color uh, T-shirt that you want. So it's really cool. It's like 20 bucks plus shipping. Sometimes they do discounts uh, or sales weeks uh, where it's 14, uh, which is not really that bad of a deal. And uh, if you want... They have, we've got long sleeves, we've got short sleeves, we've got tank, uh, muscle shirts, we've got, uh, I think hoodies, we might have hoodies on there, uh, but obviously the prices will be different for that, but, uh, but yeah, if you're interested, check it out, if not, hey, don't worry about it, I understand, tough times, you, you want to spend your money on something else, that's cool, whatever, uh, but yeah, if you have any questions for us, feel free to leave it on our, uh, podcast page, WNS Podcast, our YouTube channel, WNS Video. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel, Stitch, whatever, all those other places, anywhere you can find podcasts just about. All you have to do is search Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler, Tyler underscore A-Bear. So that's going to do it for us. And uh, again, thank you all uh, for tuning in on Facebook Live. Love to get in the questions and the comments and uh, hope you all have a great weekend. We'll see you all next week.